I've been following my guests today on Instagram for about a year now because, well, I just freaking love her food photos. Verena is the creator behind the delicious food blog Fry Style. Self taught in cooking, food design, and photography, Verena drove enough traffic to her blog through dedicated organic marketing strategies that allowed her to quit her job and live 100% from her creative passion in less than two years after launching. It's my greatest pleasure to share Verena's story with you. Verena, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast for One Woman Tribe. I've been a big fan of your work for about the last year, following you pretty intensely on Instagram. Um, just love what you're doing there. Every time you post, I want to eat your food. <laughs> so I'm super um, curious and excited to understand how this started. What sparked the idea behind Fry Style and how did you begin? So first of all, thanks for having me and thank you for the lovely compliment. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm aiming for, that people are like, want to eat my food. So um, how it all started, it actually started by kind of coincidence because I started as a travel blog when me and my family and my husband and my two kids, um, we went on a round the world trip because they, uh, before they started kindergarten. So we thought, okay, let's do like a blog so like our family and everyone can like see where we are, what we're doing. And then I also started like uploading or then I started the Instagram account as well. And then I started to upload like pictures from food and also food that we were just having or food that we had like on our travels. And yeah, kind of it just the people like really liked the food. And I realized I had a lot of fun like uploading these pictures, like taking cooking and also taking pictures of the food. So that's how it all started. I kind of realized that I'm more into the food blogging instead of the travel blogging. It's super interesting how you went from, uh, yeah, travel and sharing your travel journey into food and sharing your food journey and, and sharing that with people. If I understand it right, are you a vegan? Yes, I'm vegan. I turned vegan like one and a half years ago. Was that before or after you started with um, uploading the photos of the food? That was actually after I started uploading the pictures. I mean, they were but like vegetarian uh, before. And then um, at some point I was like more, I was just curious about the vegan lifestyle. And I thought I'd just uh, try it out myself for like for one month. And then I started and I educated myself more and more about it. I just uh, looked some documentaries and then I realized, okay, that's actually like a good way for me and I want to um, go on and uh, live the vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And do you have a background in photography or in cooking? Is this, is this what you learned? No. I didn't learn photography and I didn't learn uh, cooking. Oh, yeah, I learned cooking, but uh, actually more from my mom, but not professionally. I studied economics in Germany. Wow. And yeah, then I used to work um, in Munich in a, like a PR agency. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I always was like a creative person. So, and I always loved cooking. I love to host people. I always had like, People always love to invite people to our house and cook for them and make like big brunch, brunches and breakfast and 
So that was always something I really loved. And I think that's something I, yeah, I have from actually from my mom because she always loved to host people. And that's where I learned all this hospitality and cook for other people and how much fun or how much joy it brings me. Beautiful. And so that's really interesting for me because, um, honestly, as I've said before, I find that the quality of your recipes and your food photography is, it's really outstanding. Um, it's, Thanks. it's fantastic. So it's actually incredible for me to hear that you didn't study that, that, um, that you're self-taught in basically photography and in cooking and in sharing that with the world. Yeah, the photography, I always love taking pictures, but yeah, so... Then um, my husband actually gifted me like a better camera, like a Canon. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then I started to learn and started to, yeah, to, to see what the different meanings, what you can do. The, I know when the first time I used like the manual um, camera settings, I was like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's such a difference if you, you, if you know what your camera can do and if you know how to control the light. That makes such a difference. So that was that was really like a fun part to explore, to try and to yeah get better. I can imagine that. And uh, it's also, I think, really inspiring to know that you did that on your own and, and you taught yourself um, because, yeah, I love you. I, I'm such a big fan of your work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are like, like a lot of good YouTube tutorials and also like you can basically find everything on the Internet. Mm. that's what I did I watched tutorials I also liked or on Pinterest there are some really good um, explanations for how to use your settings and so that's what I did and I just tried it tried a lot and to get the outcome that I really liked so it sounds like you were doing that through experimentation and then seeing as you said what you liked um, to find kind of your own style exactly yeah that was basically the thing I did where do you get your inspiration from well, that's like different points. I mean, it's like everyday life. My kids are a big inspiration for me. So they are like super interested in food. They are like request uh, foods. Like someday they came home from like kindergarten and they just told me, okay, mom, we want to have like fennel for dinner. I'm like, okay, really? They're like, yeah, we want to eat fennel. So yeah, they're actually a really big inspiration to that I can, I want to make really healthy food for them that they really enjoy. And um, so that's one thing that really thrives me so that I can make food they love and also it's healthy, of course. Mm. And I also like get um, inspired, of course, um, through a great Instagram community. I mean, there are so many great um, people there and also like super talented people that make like great food, great pictures. And I also get inspired by, um, or I got inspired by my mom because 30 years ago she already was living or was um, into a very healthy lifestyle. So she, I actually grew up vegetarian. And um, so my mom always did like everything from scratch. And that's where I learned like a lot of things. So she is a big inspiration for me as well. I read on your, on your blog and I think also on your Instagram uh, profile you say that one of your main goals is that you want to inspire others to try new things and feel their bodies with really good food and I wanted to ask you how do you incorporate this goal into the content that you're creating 
Yeah, it's, um, I'm trying to use like a lot of fresh and seasonal um, ingredients. So, I mean, in Switzerland, we have like in summer, we have like a lot of uh, fresh food. Um, we can have, we have like gorgeous farmer markets where we can go to, but also like good quality food in the supermarkets. So it's easy, accessible here to get like good quality vegetables. And I'm also trying to do like, um, I'm growing some things in my, on the balcony. It's not very big, <laughs> but it's like having some herbs and everything. So we have an easy access to that. So in the recipes, I'm trying to uh, avoid, for example, like um, wheat flour or like um, like sugar or mm -hmm. like um, industrial sugar. So that's things I'm not using. And also like um, trying to have some alternatives to uh, like coconut um, blossom sugar, like spelt flour. So to show people some alternatives and um, yeah, how to use fresh ingredients. That's especially I think for families, it's sometimes challenging because a lot of kids like, oh, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to try that. Mm -hmm. So just find new ways to incorporate like healthy ingredients so that kids would try them or not only kids, but also like the whole family would enjoy them. I can imagine that's so important, especially having a family and, and worrying about what your children eat and making sure they get the right nutrition. Exactly. I mean, it's not, I'm not like strict that they cannot have any sweets or something or anything because I don't uh, think that's the right way to do it. Like if you restrict anything, then it's becoming extra interesting. So of course we also have treats and everything, but I also try to give them like that they know what's the right thing to choose. I mean, for example, if I'm we're having ice cream, then I'm often making like the nice cream with bananas and they love that. And so now when we, they have like kids over to play and they tell them, oh, my mom makes an amazing ice cream out of bananas. So that's really something that makes me super happy and also really proud so that they know, okay, that's healthy and that's still delicious and recommended to others. That's so nice. And that your, kid, your children can be like your biggest fan and like your little promoters as well. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's really <laughs> sweet. Um, I was interested in like in your process, so in your creative process, what process do you go through from conceiving a recipe idea to executing it? So I'm not like the biggest planner, actually. I'm not having like a weekly um, meal plan. So mostly I know what ingredients I have at home. And then I think about, okay, what can I make with those ingredients? Or sometimes it's just like, okay, I have a fennel or something I have to use up. And then I think about, okay, what can I pair it with? What would be a nice ingredient? What would be a nice dish to come out of that? Those ingredients I have. So that's mainly the thing I try pair to pair uh, different things, maybe add new um, ingredients or new things to a dish I already made or a dish I know from my childhood or something like that. Mm. So that's mostly the creative process. And for the picture or something that's most, I, if, I'm, if I'm making a recipe, most of the time I already have like the finished picture in my head already. It's like when I create the recipe, I already know how I want it to look like. Hopefully mm -hmm. it turns out like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, so that's something that goes along, like creating the recipe and already creating the picture, how I want it to look like. I have that in my head already. 
So really beginning with the end in mind. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was really interested in that. I saw actually that you've just started doing uh, behind the scenes yeah. shares in your story feed. Is that right? Yes, I just started that. Because people yeah. always ask me, oh, how you're taking your pictures? And it's not like a big setup or something. And I'm also, it totally depends. And I'm not using a lot of props. I want the food to be like in the, um, on the focus. Mm. So it's not like super, not like lots of props around or maybe a bit or maybe some food around it. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, I thought it's nice to show people how it's done and to show some behind the scenes. Absolutely. I think it's really inspiring, actually. And I think well, what's inspiring for me in listening to you talk is, you know, as I said before, that you're self-taught and that you're interested in learning and the process of learning and experimenting and trying things. And um, and again, the quality that you're creating is just so good. It's so inviting, actually. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I think it's for me, it's the same. I never stop learning. I mean, I'm still learning and um, I still want to get better. I also like also ask others, so what do you think? Or I ask my husband, what do you think? Do you like this picture? Do you like this one more? And what do you think I could change or to make it look better? I'm still in a process as well. Yeah. So it sounds like you're seeking, like, seeking critical feedback in order to improve. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's a really important part of the creative process. Yes, I think so too. I mean, it's like... It's, it never stops. I never stop to learn. I want to learn more. I want to get better. And I think that's good to have, or you need to have feedback um, in order to get better and to learn more. Absolutely. Talking about feedback, I think an interesting question is, especially because you're sharing, I mean, you have, I think, what is it, 90, almost 90,000 uh, followers on Instagram, which you, you said you built up in two years. This is amazing, <laughs> actually. Um, but I was curious if um, if you've ever encountered negative feedback on social or in response to you sharing your photos. And if you did, how did you deal with it? Actually, no. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> For example, when I had like um, when I uploaded my first avocado burger, don't know if you rem remember that. Um, totally yeah amazing <laughs> so yummy yeah so that was like a big push for me like it got shared a lot it even went on a like a magazine cover in the US oh wow yes so but then people were like oh yeah but how I'm supposed to eat it so yeah that was something I mean it's I never felt it's like a negative um a comment or something but I mean a lot of people said that it was like oh it would just fall apart and you could never eat it and but I mean in the end I just told people okay look it's more for me like an expression of art so mm -hmm. I saw it like no I didn't uh, I don't tell people now go and make an avocado burger and pick it up and eat it so for me it was like okay I just wanted to create something beautiful with food and I want to like yeah, I wanted something different. I wanted it to look outstanding. And yes, of course, you have to eat it with, you have to eat it with a fork and knife. But mm. that's something. Yeah, sometimes I feel people are, I don't know, just are missing some creativity or maybe some more, a little bit more fantasy would be good sometimes. Imagination, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's kind of a little defending your burger because it looks awesome. 
And uh, to our listeners, if you haven't seen it, please go through her wall feed and check out the burger, oh, the avocado burger. It's it's really beautiful, actually. Um, I haven't yet tried it, of course, to make it, but I really appreciated the <laughs> but photo. But then you have to pick it up and try to eat it, of course. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I think it's a little bit... Uh, Okay, I have to say, I think it's a little bit stupid uh, for anyone to think that you should pick up avocado in your hands. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I know. Who's... But I mean, yes, of course, I, I made it a burger. So, I mean, a burger you should pick up and eat by hand. But yeah, I mean, that's the only like a negative or if you can call it negative. I don't saw it as a negative comment or negative um, feedback, actually, because, yeah. But so I never had like a negative feedback actually on Instagram because I know others had like for example I mean that's something we have, you have to think about when you're like working with uh, with companies mm. I know people had um, negative feedback about that or the companies they choose in specific so I never had that what do you mean like when people do collaborations like yourself working with a company and doing a food collaboration um, what do you mean exactly that other people have negative feedback or can you like uh, yeah when you like they felt like they choose the wrong company or they got offended because they worked with a certain company and people would disapprove so that would be like a negative comment there or like a lot of negative comments so i mean of course you have to choose your collaboration partners well but i mean you cannot please everyone I think this is really true. And I mean, I saw that on your blog that you also offer the opportunity for collaboration. So I imagine that you've also had experience working with companies or with others. Is that right? Yes, I do that. I work with companies, yeah. And is there a process that you have for thinking about the partners that you work with or basically how to avoid <laughs> what we just spoke about? Yeah, um, actually, I, I always like consider, I look into the companies that approach me And then I always like consider, okay, is that a company I want to work with? Is that, is it like, um, do they have like the same ethics I follow? Is it something um, I or is it a product I would buy for myself? So that's actually mm -hmm. the main points. Is it like a company I, I want to support? Is it a product I would actually buy? Is it something I would really use? Or is it like, a, yeah, my family would use? And also, is it like I feel it's like a, um, is, does it have a value or for my followers or is it, it, could it be interesting or not? So that's mainly the points I consider when I talk to companies. That's interesting. So it's like you decide if you're going to work with them as opposed to the other way around. Yes. I always have. And I also, I turn down companies because I tell them, okay, no, I don't, um, I don't want to work with you or I don't feel the product uh, fits my values or fits my, it does, it does, it's not a value or it's something my um, followers would be interested in. Mm -hmm. For example, I had an offer last week for something that's, I mean, it was with food, but it also had something to do with like the soccer world cup. And I was like, okay, if I'm honest, I don't think that's like the, would be so interesting for the people that follow me. And that's what I told them. And they were like, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that process of honesty is always the best policy and staying true to your values. Yes, I think so too. It doesn't mean I, I turn down every big company because I think it's, it's not so easy to decide sometimes. I mean, I get approached by a lot of startups, for example, but at some, time, at some point, 
yeah, sometimes they don't value as much as like a bigger company does. Like, okay. um, because they feel, okay, we're a little startup and um, you should work for us for free because we are a small company and we're doing something good, which is hmm. cool. And if it's something I really want to support, I did that in the, in the, um, I did that too. But sometimes it's just like, yeah, we're a little small, uh, little startup. We don't have money. Um, we feel you as a blogger should support us anyway. And then I tell them, okay, but look, I really would love to support you. You're, it sounds interesting what you do, but I'm a, a startup as well. And I also, um, yeah, I, I also um, need to earn my living. That's what mm -hmm. I do. I, I earn my living um, with photography and recipe creating. So sometimes, um, yeah, it's it's a bit hard to choose sometimes. I mean, I can I can relate to that as a musician. Um, actually, you know, some people are willing to pay the price uh, for what I would ask for mm -hmm. my time for that experience, and other people. Um, won't won't be like they're not willing to pay the price and of course in those moments um i've had to learn the long way to say no yes um, exactly. and I, i think it actually comes down to the bigger topic of self-worth or at least valuing our time as as female creatives and uh, valuing our our product and our service and what we're creating and i think i think saying no is really important it is it is And as you said, it's something you have to learn. I mean, at the beginning when I was like, I don't know, when I had like 5,000 or 10,000 followers and um, someone approached me, I was like, oh my God, they are approaching me and they want to send me a product and I can try it for free. And I was like, oh, wow, that's great. And I mean, of course, that's, it's nice. But still, I put like a lot of time and passion um, into my blog and recipes and so it doesn't matter how many followers you have you always have to ask um, to be paid because I mean that's um, how it should work that you get paid for the for the work you do and for all the passion you put into your um, your recipes and pictures and all your create creativity Absolutely. I mean, again, I, I completely agree with you. And again, uh, I can draw the parallel to being a, a full-time musician. I always feel really sad when, especially as a, as a songwriter, uh, when people play for free or they play for, for in Germany, what you call the hood, yeah, yeah. which is uh, for basically a donation, okay. but without a guarantee, which means that you could, you know, drive on the train for six seven hours and in germany of course that costs you like yeah. sometimes 100 euros yeah, exactly uh yeah just to go somewhere and maybe you make uh 20 bucks oh, wow. for 24 hours of your time not not to mention writing the songs and sharing the songs and setting up your gear and like all of that stuff and i think it grossly devalues um what that what that is and it, it makes me so sad that people say yes to that because it lowers the market for everybody else exactly and i mean that's the same thing that happens for all the food bloggers and because like all the companies they will always find someone that will do it for free or that don't know their worth so that's something and i mean it, it um, i also learned from others to ask and to to be not uh, not to be shy to ask for uh, um to be paid and also 
that's a great thing um, in the food blogger community that we talk to each other, that we talk about prices, maybe not like in detail, but like in general, we talk about it. And you can ask, so what's your point? What's your opinion about that? What's opinion about that company? So that's really a great community um, that is, and we are helping each other. So that's amazing. That's fantastic. And is that like the food blogger community specifically on Instagram or is that somewhere else or where, how do you define that community for you? It's actually mostly on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So that's like, uh, yeah, like, I met already met a lot of people in real life as well. I mean, a lot of people from Switzerland, obviously, but also from other places. So, and it's really, really a lovely community and always willing to help each other. And yeah, that's one, another great aspect about Instagram, even though I know there's a lot of talk about like the downside of Instagram. But for me, that's like the people I met there, that's like... Um, That's really amazing how many uh, people I met through like an internet platform. Mm. Absolutely. And, and uh, I have another question for you to that. How did you meet them initially? Is that through hashtags or how did you find your community there or the people that you've connected to on there? Um, in the beginning, I actually, I think I was the one seeking for others um, that doing like similar style or like a similar thing. So that's how I found them. And then I started following. And then when you start following certain people, you find other people through them. Um, so, and then with some people you connect instantly. And then we, st you also, we started writing like the DMs. So, and then, yeah, we organized meetings. I also went to a meeting organized in Munich where I met like, I think we have been like 10 or 15 um, other bloggers. And we cooked together. We had like a super nice weekend. So that's where I met a lot of them. And also like the ones I met in Switzerland, um, which just said, oh, let's meet for coffee or go to a, like a farmer's market. So that's really nice. And so, so nice. You, you realize really quickly if there's a connection or, or not. Were you ever afraid of like competition with people when their style was so similar to yours? Mm, actually, not that much because I think there's no style as similar. Or I mean, everyone has its own style, of course. For example, in Switzerland, there are like some more vegan bloggers or some people that have like a similar style. But I never felt like it's a competition. And, On the contrary, actually, I'm super happy to hear, for example, if I have a collaboration and I hear oh, uh, this blogger or she or her is also doing the same collaboration. I really, I'm really happy um, to hear that because I feel like, okay, it's, yeah, it, it just fits. It's nice to see that we're doing the same thing. And it's also nice to, to see the outcome that um, will be totally different, but super interesting how everyone is like approaching the collaboration or the topic. So no, I actually never felt um, like a competition. I love your mindset. It just comes across to me as being so learning oriented and positive. And this is something I get really inspired by. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, I always try to. I mean, it's like, there's no point in, of course, I also, I mean, it's like for working at home, alone sometimes I really also get like 
negative thoughts or self-doubt. So it's not always easy. But in the end, um, I get so much back from the community and from the followers. So mm. and also from the people around me, they're like, oh, we're telling me they're super proud. And yeah, so the, yeah, that's the positive is much more um, than the negative points. I love what you just said about um, getting back from the community. And it's something that I've been reflecting upon lately in my own journey, because I think um, I, I hear you and I can relate absolutely to being a self-employed woman, working at home, working on the next yes. song, organizing the next tour, all of the business elements that go along with the living from your creative passion. And actually this year I made an active choice to seek out community more because I realized how lonely I felt yeah, I uh, not having that. And uh, of course my, my community is more in the yoga, in the yoga scene. Mm -hmm. Um, but just connecting with those people is so exciting and it feeds so much. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's why I love to meet people in real life. I mean, it's nice to connect um, through Instagram. And I mean, it's also nice to interact with your followers and everything. But I also love to meet people like, for example, and I just did a cooking class uh, two weeks ago. And it was so nice to interact with the people there and to see how eager they are to learn. They wanted to know the recipes. They were so interested and also interested in they never, uh, none of them have been vegan. So they were super interested in like the vegan lifestyle and also asked me so many questions. So, and I felt really happy. And also, of course, um, it makes me super happy if people actually eat my food and not only see the pictures and um, they, they like it. So that's, yeah. That's, um, of course, amazing for me. It, it's not only um, be seen on pictures, but all actually eaten. Of course. And yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I understand that too, that difference between connecting through a screen versus connecting in real life. And you just said something that's really interesting. You said that uh, you did a cooking class. Was that one that you took or one that you created? It was actually one I created. Um, I did it together with a, a nutritionist. Mm. Um, she approached me she's also doing like cooking classes and then she approached me and was asking hey, shouldn't we do uh, let's do something together because um, it would be nice to have your recipes and all, I can give some background information because that's something I always tell people I'm not a nutritionist um, I just create the recipes more like from daily use or for my family so it's not something or I think that's an important point too It's not that I can tell people, okay, that's the right way. You have to eat this and this and this. So it was nice to have her as like a background information. So she gave some information about the nutrition and vitamins and so on. That, and I create the recipes um, yeah, for the cooking class. That sounds like a great combination. Yeah, I think so too. It was really nice. And are you doing them just in Switzerland or are you offering them online or will there be a chance to have them online at some uh, point? So for now, they're um, unfortunately only in Switzerland. So we will have another one in September planned. Or we have mm -hmm. one planned in September. Um, yeah, and yeah, not nothing planned online <laughs> so far. I'm going to have to come down to Zurich. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> Come and join. If I'm free in September, yeah, I will. That would be amazing. 
It would be so much fun. <laughs> it would be so much fun. Um, yeah, so we're talking a little bit about Instagram, which I think is, uh, is a very important element of social media and, and a tool that we can use, as you've said so much about so far, for community, but, um, of course, for sharing our work and sharing our creative endeavors with the world. I'm wondering, because I think and I've seen through your wall that you really have beautiful posts, beautiful engagement. It's really, as you said, a true community that you've built there. And I wanted to know if you have any tips that you could give our listeners for creating better community engagement on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) With all the changes Instagram been going through. But um so it's when I started, it was like, yeah, I just started um, showing what I love. I put a lot of passion in it. And I think that's the most important part. You have to be real. You have to, people have to see that this is your passion. Of course, it has to be like good content. And I all think the pictures should be really nice. I mean, I, there are people um, that taking on, they're taking only pictures with their iPhone. And I think that's also fine. But for me, it's not only the food. I also want um, want it to look like super nice and aesthetic. So that's the photo- photography is like a really important thing for me too. So I think that's something you should consider, like the quality of what you're posting. And also it helps to build, like as we said before, this community. So I'm also like, I mean, I mean, I'm putting a lot of work into Instagram as well. You have to be active. You have to, or you have to. I mean, that's what I do. I look, um, the people I follow, I want to see what they're doing. I comment uh, on a regular basis. And um, so that's something that really helps um, for your own community as well. Mm, I believe it. And um I'm curious, <laughs> how much time do you spend doing that a day? Does that take up a big amount of time or is that kind of a little thing you do in passing? It actually depends. So in hours, I would say between one to four, depending per on how day. much time per day I have. Holy. Yeah, it's really a lot of work. That is, yeah. and that's really like, is that including creating the photos or right now you're just talking about community engagement? It's like, Posting, commenting, answering to comments, not creating wow. the pictures. That's extra time. One to four hours yeah. of community engagement per day yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> I know. It's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you see the effect of it through the quality of what you've created. It's really clear. Yeah. And also from your joy and how you're talking about it you know it's yes real. I mean and and mean that there are days I don't uh, like to post on Instagram and then I just don't do it mm. it's not like and I mean if if it feels forced or like oh I have to now I have to go and like comment on 20 other pictures then I think that's not the right way to do it you still have to enjoy it and sometimes I take days off or I don't know, sometimes I don't I don't feel to be on Instagram or to post stories or whatever. Then I just don't do it. But of course, I mean it's it's a lot of work and um yeah, I mean I see it it's part of my job. That's yeah. Of course I see it like that too. I think that's how one has to look at it, actually. Yeah, I think so too. I, I agree. 
That's absolutely a part of the job. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It doesn't mean I'm doing it like automatically or like a robot or whatever. But it's mm. of course it's part of my food blogging job to be active, and that's the same. I mean, in the I put a lot of work in my blog as well. So that's like the next thing. First Instagram, my blog, a little bit of Facebook, but that's actually not that much. I checked out your blog and it's, it's really beautiful, of course. And there's a lot more information, of course, on the blog and much more detail. Also, as you said before, about lifestyle, family, travel, as well as, or in addition to what you're doing with food and recipes on the blog, it's, it's beautiful. Um, a question to that, now that we've switched over there, <laughs> how, are you, how do you drive uh, traffic to your blog? Are you, do you have strategies that you're using for this? Um, yeah, I'm... I'm um, on Pinterest. I feel like Pinterest is like Pinterest is a really good source for um, getting traffic to your blog. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'm posting my pictures. Of course, uh, through Instagram, a lot of people come through Instagram because I don't post uh, recipes on my Instagram page, or very seldomly I post recipes in my captions. But I want people to come to my blog because yeah, there's the whole recipe. There are more pictures, and also like. I love my blog. It's like where I put a lot of passion and work because I, I mean, on Instagram you have like a teaser and on the blog you have like more pictures. Yeah. And, um, I think that's really, um, that's more like my space. I can add more of my, uh, yeah, how I see the food or how I created the recipe so I can explain more and be more uh, specific about the process and everything and also like of course um, via google or like searches search engine yeah search engine yes and um, also via facebook because i'm like in a like um, like facebook groups it's like for example in switzerland there's like a, a mama group for cooking And there are people always like, oh, what should I cook today? And do you have any new recipes? And I also can share my recipes there, which which is really nice. That's great. Yes. So interesting. I don't have experience with a blog per se, but I think it's really interesting to see exactly as you said, you have this kind of house that you've built for yourself online. And then it's about how can I you know, share this with the world and where can I put this and where's the right place for the people that would like this to come and, and experience what I'm sharing. Yes, exactly. I mean, of course, um, it's nice. Um, of course, I'm doing this um, a bit for myself, but of course, I want people to see it. I mean, everyone wants to be recognized and wants to be seen. So yeah, that's like, you have to be like a bit diversive and have to find different platforms to be seen. Yeah, yes. yes. They say that in the music industry too. Right? Yeah. It's about uh, casting a wide net, being on different platforms. Also with where you put out songs, for example. Okay. Curiosity that I have, what is the biggest challenge that you may have faced so far in the project and how did you overcome it? I think the biggest challenge is my self-doubt I have from time to time. Because I'm like a, I could, you could say I'm like a perfectionist. So sometimes I guess I'm just standing in my own way a little bit. Mm. So yeah, I think the self-doubt or that some days or some weeks I'm like, oh, I'm not creative. I don't have any ideas or I don't like the pictures I take at all. So sometimes the outcome is not as I imagine it in my mind or... 
So that's really hard because it's not like if you're like in a big office or like in a bigger company, you can go and ask your colleague, so what do you think? What can I change? Or So that's if you're like self-employed or just uh, on your own, that's sometimes hard to get like an advice from others or just to... Yeah, you have to. I have to rely on my own, or sometimes it's hard to to overcome the self doubt. And um, yeah, then I just um, that's actually when I take some time off. I do something else. I just play with my kids, or just get, go outside, just work out, and then um, yeah, maybe I try another another approach. I just style the picture different, or I try another recipe, and yeah. Maybe I'm happier, maybe not, but um, that's, I think that's part of the process and something I, for myself, have to learn to cope with. But I mean, I think it's part of my personal personality as well, that I'm always like a bit too perfectionist or always want to be the best in what I do. And yeah, that's like sometimes a big challenge for me. It's a deadly sword, isn't it? Because I think on one hand, I think on one hand, the idea of wanting to create great work that we're proud of, that we're excited about is like, it has to be the reason for doing it, you know? And yet, of course, if that falls under the devil's word perfectionism, (laughs) then then it can be, as you just said, really debilitating and crippling and it can can block our process. So I find it really interesting to hear your strategy for working with that. And as you just said, taking a break, playing with your kids, going out, exercising, and then maybe not going back to that same thing, but trying a different creative project. Yes, exactly. Because it would never work. Sometimes I just try again, but if I'm not happy, then it, it won't work the next time, most of the time. Or, yeah. So sometimes it's just good to... Try something new, get a new perspective, and then, uh, yeah, it, you just realize, okay, it's not so important, or I just skip it and do a different recipe or try something else. Do you have a, uh, a like, recipe graveyard? <laughs> I'm asking this because I have a song graveyard. <laughs> I do. I have a picture <laughs> graveyard and a recipe graveyard. <laughs> I mean, I have failed in my recipes, especially, I don't know, most of the time it's like baking recipes. I don't know why. Um, yeah, of course I do that. I have it in my in my recipe book and then it's just, I scribble and it's just uh, marked. So no, never publish. And same with the pictures. I have pictures that are like ridiculous. Even if I worked on them like an hour on Lightroom, it's, that they never turn out good. Okay. So, yeah. I have that, yes. <laughs> I think every creative has it at some point, or at least, I don't know, if if uh, someone doesn't have it, then what is he doing? I, I don't believe someone. I think everyone has it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think, I think exactly what you just said. Like, in order to create, you have to try, and yeah. then it's not going to be like everything is a masterpiece that you're excited yeah, exactly. about. You're going to create a lot, well, at least I've created a lot of garbage. Yeah, and <laughs> And I mean, we're not trying to actually, that's like with food, sometimes it's hard because um, even if it doesn't turn out super good, we still eat it. But I also had like fails, really had to throw it away. It was horrible. So no one would eat it. 
not even my kids. So oh. <laughs> it happens, oh. but not very often. One time I heard this thing, and it's not like exactly the same, but it reminds me of that. It's like, you know, um, rejection. So like every rejection, every no leads to the next yes. So like get excited about being rejected. And I take that as a musician because like, I mean, to get gigs is torture. Like I have about a 3% success rate, which means in order to have 100 gigs a year, which I do, I have to really put out a lot in order to get that 3%. So you have to learn to embrace rejection and just see it as the quickest way to the next yes. And it reminds me of what you're just saying, like in order to know that your next masterpiece or the next thing you're going to be super excited about is coming, you have to embrace what we could label as failure. Yes, exactly. And I mean, that's the thing um, I always try to do, not look back and what about the failure or whatever. I just always look forward. And then I just proceed to go to the next recipe or just go to and try a new picture. So it's, I think it's just um, a mindset. Go on and don't look back. Just go on and create something new and try to make it better next time. I agree with you. Now, you've spoken a bit about your kids. And um, is it, am I right, you have twin daughters? Yes, twin girls. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, and so you're a mom with twin girls. You're self-employed, living from your blog and what you're creating. I imagine that time management is probably something that you've had to think about and plan out. And I also understand that it's something that the women in our community uh, often uh, struggle with. So I wanted to know if you have any tips for women like us to help them manage their time and not to get too stressed out. Uh, first tip or best tip I use is put your phone away. <laughs> That's really it sounds because I'm like I'm not super good at I I have to admit I'm not the best at time management or I just learned over the last year because I mean I I um, also sp spend a lot of time on my phone and then I just um, realized oh I just watched uh, other people's Instagram stories for like 10 minutes. And I mean, it's nice to see what other people do, but actually I should do something else. So when I have to focus and really need to think, uh, get things done, I just put my phone away and I sit across the room and have my phone on the other side of the room on mute. And then I really focus on, um, on my to-do list. Of course, I always have like a to-do list um, about my new um, projects, about uh, recipes I want to create or recipes um, I created that I need to write down and put on the blog. So, yeah, that's... Um, I always have time in the morning when the kids are at school. So that's my um, creative time or that's when I create recipes. And I actually spend a lot of evenings, of course, um, in front of my um, computer and um, typing recipes or writing blog posts so it's like um, yeah but I don't mind it's okay when the kids are in bed then I can I can be I'm good at uh, working in the evening so I think it's different for everyone but for me that's fine I'm not a I'm not a morning person I'm more, more like a night owl so I can I can work long hours in the evening so it sounds like you have quite a structured day and that you understand your own energy really well. Yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I, I have days where I shoot like two or three recipes and then two or three days where I don't get any recipe done, but that's fine. But of course, I mean, if you have like deadlines and you have to uh, finish projects, um, 
I, I can uh, be more focused then. And um, that's what I have a to-do list and then I really need to know, need to work on that. Mm -hmm. Do you have a morning routine? Yes. <laughs> so mostly when the, we get up and um, the kids have breakfast and then they leave for kindergarten and then I have my first coffee. <laughs> and then, um, yes, most of the time I, I post on Instagram in the morning. And then um, uh, some mornings I go and have a workout. I go to the gym or work out at home. And then, um, yeah, most of the time I create recipes or I get back to emails in the morning. So that's mostly the morning routine. And then, as you said, the evening is more blogging or writing exactly. content. writing and blogging is more in the evening. I think it's super interesting to understand the, the ways creatives manage their energy. Yes, I mean it's like um, sometimes. I mean, I, you, I think you have you have to adjust to that because I mean, before I had two days, I went to the office, I worked there. When I went out of the office, I just kind of left my work there or left it. So now it's always like I always have like a, a, my book near me. Also, when I get an idea for a new recipe, I just write it down immediately. Or um, so it's more like an everyday. Um, I'm working all day, actually, all day and all evening. So, but that's fine because I can manage to do it. Um, I, I, I can manage my own time. And um, yeah, it's, it makes me really happy to work uh, this way. I think like when you do what you love and what you're passionate about, and as you said, when you have this feeling of community and reward and when you're growth oriented and you're learning, I think all of these things can really feed the fuel that means that we don't need to like have time off per se because I have the same experience in that like I feel like I'm always working I mean of course you know like I go out with drinks for with a friend or something or you know take a morning off or do yoga but um I feel like it it, it is a 24 24-7 game it's not you don't leave the office and then work is behind you it's it's like in you Exactly. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's how it's, it's like you're working all the time. And I mean, I work a lot more than I used to work in my old job. But it, I don't mind because I'm so happy I found this passion. And I mean, it's sometimes I'm like, I have to poke myself. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I can uh, earn my living with something I really love and passionate about. And I'm also like, now I'm proud to say, because when you, if you asked me like two years ago, three years ago, oh, what are you working? And I was telling you, okay, yeah, I'm working at an agency and blah, 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 in an office. Um, I was like, yeah, that's okay. I'm working there. I'm good with what I do, but I wasn't proud. So now if you ask me what you're doing and I tell people, yeah, I'm a food blogger, I'm creating recipes and I'm taking pictures and sharing my passion. I'm actually super proud to tell people that. And I'm also feeling like, yeah, that's how it should be. I mean, of course, no, not everyone can be a food blogger or musician or I don't know. But that's, it's amazing if you can find something that you're really proud of. Absolutely. That you're, I, I completely agree with you. Absolutely. That's one of my greatest wishes for people, yes, actually. I know. Yeah. To, to do what we love. And of course, if it's possible to work out how we can live from that, if that's what we want. Yes. 
I mean, it's, it's also, you have to be aware it's like a lot of work. And sometimes I get like, sometimes I'm overwhelmed by all the work and uh, things I have on my to-do list. But then I just kind of like take a deep breath and start doing the list or just focus on one thing and then tell myself, okay, just do one thing first and then to do the next things and it all will work out in the end. Absolutely. I think that's how the brain is. Like we're like physically unable to multitask basically. Like from my understanding, it's just better when we focus on one thing at yeah. a time. Um, and you feel better because you can go really deep into the process. Yes, exactly. I found that really inspiring what you just said. Thank you for sharing it. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> so we're almost coming to the end here, but I have um, one really important question that's actually my favorite final question, um, which is if there is one just one piece of advice that you could leave the world with, what would it be? Oof. Just a small question. Um, I would say follow your, follow your passion. Don't be afraid to have big dreams. Um, make sure you have like a supportive community around you or a supportive um, partner, husband, family. Mm. And, um, yeah, just try to be proud of what you do and, um, yeah, be passionate about everything you do. That's beautiful. Wake up in the morning excited and being passionate about everything you do. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> Rina, thank you so much for this really, um, actually really inspiring for me uh, chat that we just got to have. I'm really grateful that uh, you took the time to connect today and, uh but yeah, I would share your story so openly um, and without boundaries with, with me and with the community. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, this was a new experience for me as well. And I'm really happy to talk about it and to share. And I really hope I can inspire some people. Thank you for listening to our chat today. Subscribe to the One Woman Tribe podcast to know when the next episode is online and leave us a reference if you liked it. You'll find the show notes from today's episode, including Verena's social info on onewomantribe.co. And by signing up to our community there, you'll get some extra tips from Verena that weren't shared today. Plus, she's giving away a free recipe to all of the people on the One Woman Tribe email list. So head on over to onewomantribe.co to get yours. That's it from me for now. Enjoy what you create.